Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Picks and Parlays here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, also streaming live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. I'm your host, Nick Eber. You can find me on Twitter, at Nick Eber. If you're watching us, you can see right there, that's my name, with an at sign at the beginning of it. That means you can Twitter me, twatter me, follow me, make me famous, please. Lots to get to today, this Thursday, January the 9th, 2009. And it's the start of uh, Nishi Honganji Day in Japan. I'm not quite sure what that is. It sounds a little like you're going to fall into a board game and spend the rest of your life with Jack Black. But anyway, uh, we've got a lot to get to today. College basketball Thursday. We're going to kick it off with Craig L. Huapo Trap. We're going to talk Memphis, Wichita, Purdue, Michigan, Arizona, Oregon, and we might talk at great length about his most beloved Ohio State. Uh, we're going to talk about that ad nauseum for Craig. And then the Duffman cometh, Joe Duffy. Now, Sean Duffy, not available today, so we went with Joe. Uh, we're going to talk a little NBA, Cavs and Pistons, Blazers, Timberwolves, and we have to talk about the national championship game, of course, LSU-Clemson. Clemson-LSU, take your pick. And then we will top it all off with Chip Chicken Dinner Chirimbus, who's on a big winning streak right now. We're going to talk a little college basketball, Minnesota-Michigan State, Washington at Stanford, and a little NBA action for you as well, the Houston Rockets. And I think they're playing the Thunder, but I have to check it out because I can't read my own handwriting, which is always an early sign of insanity, I have to say. Look, we're with you Monday through Friday. Uh, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. on the left coast. We hope you'll make us a regular part of your week as we bring you the best in free sports betting picks right here on the show. And look, we bring in nothing but the top handicappers in the country, picks and parlays. We have 35 of them, and we do bring a lot of them on this show for you. If you've got a question, comment, thought, insult, love to see it, just find us on our social media, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Fill out the comment section. We'll see it and endeavor to comment and bring you into the show. Just hashtag Parlay Radio or search for Picks and Parlays. That'll all work, I believe. And right now we have a special on the website, by the way, if you'd like to get some of our expert picks. It's an annual pass. That's right, $9.99 will get you all the picks for an entire year from one of our top handicappers. Any one of your choosing, and if you want two handicappers, well, you think that would be double that, but it's not. It's $14.99 for two cappers the entire year. Think about that while we go to break, and we'll be right back after this. Right, thanks for staying with us here on Picks and Parlays. I'm your host, Nick Eber. You can find me on Twitter, at Nick Eber. By the way, lots of people choosing to follow me, and I'm very pithy and wise on my Twitter, Twittering. Not like the guy in charge. You know who I mean. I at least get to the point. All right, look, lot to get to today. I promised we'd bring in our expert and El Jefe, but he's better known as El Huapo around here, Craig Trapp. Uh, Craig, uh, happy Thursday. We've got a lot to get to today. Should we talk a little college basketball? Yeah, this time of year, man, it's the conference season starting. We, but we actually have one of these games is a key non uh, um an unusual conference matchup because, of course, Wichita State is finally in the American Conference. Oh, well, let's talk about it. Why don't we start with that? Uh, by the way, Tony Tellers is favorite because this is the Memphis Tigers. Now, we all know that Tony is called El Tigre, or Comandante El Tigre is his guerrilla name, 
but there are lots of Tigers in college sports. There's the Memphis Tigers. There's the Clemson Tigers. But we have Tony the Tiger right here. Picks and parlays, but he's not on today. Uh, but let's get to it. Memphis Tigers 12-2, and 8-5-1 and one against the spread. After the early loss to Oregon, the Tigers went on a supreme heater, 10-game heater, but that just ended in a 65-62 loss to Georgia. Uh, they're 2-0 straight up, 1-0-1 against the spread. Away, 1-0 in conference. DJ Jeffries should return, but Damian Bow still listed as probable or possible or probably not going to be there. We just don't know. Uh, the under in six of the last seven in conference play. Of course, that's going back to last season because I don't think they've, they've only played one in conference so far. Uh, Wichita State, the Shockers. I love that one, the Shockers. So far, they're 13-1, and 8-6 and six against the spread. Uh, only a loss to West Virginia. Sully's their otherwise perfect record. Uh, they've won the last seven. They're 10-0 and 0 straight up, 5-5 five and five against the spread at home, 1-0 in conference. The total has gone over in seven of the last eight. And Craig, I have a total of 139, and Wichita as four points home favorites to do a little shocking of the Memphis Tigers. How do you see this one? I even see a total of 140 out there, but... You know, 139, 140, I don't think it really matters in this one. I think it's going to be a, a good defensive matchup. I think this Memphis team, you know, a lot of people thought once their superstar and most likely number one pick, James Weissman, decided to just cancel his season and go to the NBA and skip rest of the season for Memphis, that Memphis season was going to be lost. Hasn't been the case other than, like you said, last time out against Georgia in a close three-point loss. But, you know, this Georgia team is pretty good. We saw them compete pretty well with Kentucky earlier this week. I don't, I don't really gave them a whole lot of, uh, you know, problem with that loss. They did have a, a good win on the road at Tennessee earlier this year. So I think Memphis has got plenty of uh, scoring punch and and just athletic ability um, that I think they can go on the road. Now Wichita is Wichita State is one of the t better uh, or more difficult places to play in the American Conference, but. I think Memphis getting four points is enough to get this win uh, against the spread for us. I think they might even win outright, but yeah. I would definitely take the points here because I think this is going to be a, a lower scoring game. I think this is more like a 65, 62, 65, 64 type game. So I would take the under, and I also would take uh, Memphis plus four, Memphis plus four as my better of the two plays. Oh, that's interesting. So you wouldn't sprinkle a little money line magic on Memphis because, you know, as I look at this, I mean, these teams have very similar records, and of course, Memphis on that super hot streak that you mentioned did just end to Georgia. But, you know, when a team is that hot, both these teams, great records, I mean, that's a two-basket point differential here. I think that's maybe a little disrespect to Memphis there, or is that all home field advantage, home court advantage? Well, yeah, I mean, that's the key here. But, I mean, Wichita is one of the tougher places to play. We've seen a lot bigger teams go to Wichita and lose on that court. So I think you have to take the points. It's, it's just a much safer play in what I think is going to be a very good matchup. Maybe outside of maybe these other two games we're going to talk about, probably the, the third best game on the schedule tonight. A lot of people probably will avoid, won't will know because they don't follow either Memphis or Wichita. But both of these teams, I think they're going to be tournament teams at the end of the year. And both of them, not many teams are going to want to play these two. I agree. Should be actually a really good, a really good game when you get uh, two teams with that record playing, with their records playing. Yeah. I mean, only, only three losses between them. That's uh, a lot to say, right? All right, next up, let's go to Arizona. Let's do a little Pac-12, shall we? Your sure. game? You game for some Pac-12 yeah. crap? Yeah, okay. I, 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 absolutely. I, you know, I picked against Arizona last time when, and when they crushed, uh, crushed Arizona State. So I, I got a, a bone to pick with Arizona. 
All right, well, let's do it, shall we? The Wildcats, 11 and 3, 7 and 7 against the spread. Uh, things went pear shaped a bit for December for the Wildcats, uh, going 2 and 3 uh, in December. But conference play started with a 75 47 destruction of Arizona State. They're 8 and 1 straight up, 7 and 2 against the spread at home. Uh, they got one win so far in conference. I do love conference play, by the way. Makes so much more sense to me. Uh, the total is under in four of the last six. And the Ducks, 12 and 3, 11 and 4 against the spread. Two teams also, another two teams with good records here. Uh, 7 and 3 with a conference win against Utah in their, first, in their last outing. They're 8 and 0 straight up, 6 and 2 against the spread at home. 1 and 1 in conference play. The total's gone over in seven of the last nine. Of course, none of these teams would beat uh, UCLA in the Pac-12. We know that. Yeah. But Oregon, right. three-and-a-half-point favorites, total 144-and-a-half. Uh, you know, both of these teams have had some unbelievable wins this year, and they've played very tough schedules out of the conference. Uh, both these teams have played Gonzaga, believe it or not, uh, which is kind of surprising. Of course, uh, Oregon played them in, in a tournament and lost by one in overtime, and Arizona played them um, just a few weeks back, uh, December 14th, and lost by four. Um, at home, I think this Gonzaga team is really good. So both of those wins look, or those losses look very good right now. Mm -hmm. um, I just think to me that it winning at Oregon is very difficult. We know how ugly that court is to watch. I'm sure it's just as difficult to play on. I mean, it, it just looks like a forest on the court. I, I hate it. It's like playing that Boise, that blue Boise field for football. I don't like it. I think it's a huge home court edge for Oregon. I think Oregon get, gets this win. Um, yeah, they did have a, a, a kind of a surprising loss. Uh, to to start the the Pac-12 season, they lost at Colorado, but they bounced back at Utah last time out with a five-point win. Now they come home, first conference game at home. I think they get a nice win here against a good Arizona team. I think this Arizona team uh, clearly either the first or second best team in the Pac-12, but I think Oregon at home takes care wow. of business. So we're gonna we're gonna lay the three points I see right now. We're gonna take Oregon minus three in this one. Uh, best team in Pac-12, of course, after UCLA. Uh, agree. Okay. Uh, <laughs> next up, UCLA. <laughs> uh, Big Ten. Purdue at Michigan. Let's do that next. Purdue Boilermakers nine and six, seven and eight against the spread. Uh, six and four in the last ten, coming off a loss to Illinois. They're one and three straight up and against the spread away from home. Two and two in conference play. Mason Gillis and Brandon Newman are up for the season. Uh, they've gone under in nine of the last 13. And for the Wolverines, uh, they're 10 and four, eight and six against the spread. Three and four in the last seven games, most recently losing in conference play to Michigan State. That, you know that had to hurt by 18 points. Hurt even more, double the hurt there. Uh, they're seven and one straight up. Five and three against the spread at home. One and two in conference play. Isaiah Olivers is out indefinitely with groin problems. Now, I thought it could have been a liver issue but it wasn't. It's a groin problem. Uh, total over has gone over in four of the last six against Purdue. Michigan, four-point home favorites, which is actually surprising, Craig. I want to ask, look, total's 127.5. That, to me, is not a lot of points for a Michigan team that has a 10-4 and four record against a 9-6 and six Purdue. Is it the poor run of form that the Wolverines have been on? Well, they haven't shot as well lately, and Purdue's coming off a game where they scored 37 points in a game. They lost 63 to 37 yeah, at Illinois. That, that was a, a really bad loss. You know, and that's one of the reasons I actually like Purdue here. I, I always like teams that come off such a poor performance because guess what? When you play poorly, the next game and all the practice in between, you, you get you're the coach gets the full attention. So Purdue, I think, will come out ready to play in this one. And the line is suspiciously low. We see it at five right now. I'm going to take Purdue plus five. And what I think is going to be a low-scoring game, Purdue knows 
they can't let Michigan run up and down. When Michigan won that early season tournament against uh, Gonzaga in the finals, uh, they beat Florida, a very good Florida State team. I mean, when they did that early in the year, I'm sorry, it wasn't Florida State. They beat North Carolina, Gonzaga, and Iowa State, three really good teams. They were shooting the three ball really well. Since then, they haven't shot really well. They went to Louisville, only scored 43 points. Um, I mean, at Illinois, they only scored 62. Um, so, and, and it, they actually played Oregon, only scored 70. So, and Oregon doesn't play a lot of defense sometimes. So, to me, I think this is a, a lower scoring game. So, getting five points um, is a lot better than what it looks. And, like I said, when you get when you face a team that coming off such a poor performance and such a blowout loss, and that is what happened to Purdue, that embarrassment helps carry over for the next game. I like Purdue here getting the five points. I might even see a little upset here. All right, we got to go. Craig Trapp, always a pleasure. I'll be right back with more after this. Welcome back to the show. Nick Eber with you here on Picks and Parlays. Broadcasting live on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network around the country and, of course, to our men and women in uniform. Keeping <laughs> safe, I'm happy to say. Listening on the American Forces Network. We're also stream throughout the day on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. If you want to join the discussion, we'd love to hear from you. Just hashtag us, Parlay Radio, or search Picks and Parlays. Put your comment in the comment box. We'll see it here. And we will put it up on screen, and I will comment on it, even if it's rude and insulting. That's not a challenge. All right, coming up next, right now, Joe Duffy. Try to get Sean Duffy, but apparently he was unavailable today. He was at his accountant's office. Apparently he had a large financial windfall. But his poorer brother, Joe, has agreed to step in for him. And we're very happy to have the Duff man with us. How you doing, Joe? I am doing fine, uh, jolly old St. Nick. Actually, I'm not on my medicine today, so maybe I am Sean Duffy. And uh, let me wish you and your fiancé a very sincere National Static Electricity Day and National oh. Apricot Day, although being British, I'm sure it's National Apricot Day. Well, don't forget, today is uh, Nishihongunji Day, which, as I mentioned, is a board game that you fall into and get to spend the rest of your life with Jack Black. All right. Well, it sounds like Dungeons and Dragons, which my brother used to play, Sean. All right. And uh, so we'll, we'll that's close enough. I can't say I, I've been in the board games other than Stratomatic. Okay. All right. Let's get to it, shall we? Um, we've got a little bit of everything for you today. We've got uh, two NBA games and the national championship football game, college football game. Uh, why don't we start with the NBA, Joe? Uh, let's start with the Cavs at Pistons. We actually have a line on this one, so it's a bit of a help uh, when you're trying to handicap it. Uh, Cavs. 10 and 27, uh, 15, 20 and 2 against the spread. They're 1 and 6 in the last seven. They lost the last five in a row, including a 113, 115 loss to the very Pistons that they're playing uh, in this game. Uh, they're 4 and 13 straight up, 7, 9 and 1 against the spread away from home. Uh, Dante Exum is unlikely to play. Larry Nance, Kevin Porter still out. Uh, the total has gone over in four of the last five for the Cavs and the Pistons. 14-24, 14-22, and 2 against the spread. I don't have to say that they uh, beat the Cavs last time out, but they did. Uh, they're now 3-7. and seven. Uh, They're 8-10 straight up and against the spread at home. Markeith Morris joins Blake Griffin, Reggie Jackson, and Luke Kennard on the injury list. Uh, they, they've gone over in 7 of the last 9. And the Pistons, big home favorites, 7 points, 220 and one half total on this one. Uh, Duffman regresses to the means, and let's make a little bit of means with this, shall we? I definitely shall. Yeah, it, yeah, what you sort of alluded to, it does seem in the past couple weeks, really the past week or so, those sports books don't like releasing those lines and overnight lines and early morning lines quite as much as they used to. So too many sharps pounding on it. 
Um, you know, when I first got into this business in the 1980s, uh, you know, late 80s, and then through the early 90s, and I worked at score phones, uh, most of the score flow, yeah, a good majority of the score phone handicappers, we all worked under the same roof. So, of course, we would discuss things. And some of the people that were in the business longer than I, I was, you know, there was an old adage, when you got two terrible teams, just bet the underdog. And of course, not surprisingly, especially as computer software gets more and more sophisticated, you find out that's not true at all. And in fact, when you have a bad team and they're playing at home and they're in a very winnable situation, they seem to respond quite well. Teams with a winning percentage of below 400, yet laying six and a half or more are a very good play, uh, 461, 381, and 14. And the winning percentage is even higher at home, as I said, 430, 351, and 13. Yeah, you did mention Blake Griffin, of course, is it looks like he's going to be out again for some time. Um, I'm not really big into uh, teams, you know, key players being distracted because of trade talks. It's just something you got to get used to. You might say that Detroit, Andre Drummond could be uh, distracted, but then again, the Cavs, look, um, Kevin Love, his name is one of the hotter, hotter names in the trade talk. So both teams, you know, in theory could be a little bit distracted, but look, I just don't think uh, Cleveland is a very good team. Okay. I understand how contenders would want Kevin Love, but, and even a Tristan Thompson who's a good veteran player, but with, you know, Sexton Thompson Love is your best players. Uh, not all that imposing. Like I said, two, two of those three veterans would be great role players for contenders and whatnot, but when they're your best players, I don't know. I think uh, I'm going to go with that system. I like it. It, it makes sense. A bad team with a rare yeah. chance to have a, you know, statement. Well, maybe statement win isn't yeah, really no. the best terminology, but a chance to come up with a big win at home. I'll go with Detroit. Yeah, Duffman, I, I couldn't agree more with you. I mean, because a, a, a lot of what I look for here is sort of the emotional and the intangible aspects of these games. That makes so much sense when you have two bad teams. You know, go, go with the go with the favorite, generally the home team, because they're going to have that little extra edge at home. They're not going to want to embarrass themselves quite as much. And, uh, they, and they're in an eminently winnable situation against another bad team. So they likely will rise to the occasion. Great pick. Love it. Agree. Don't listen to those old school phone bank guys. They're all full of crap. You know it. Okay, next up, <laughs> Portland, Minnesota. Uh, Portland Trailblazers, 16-22, and 15-21, and, and two against the spread. Coming off a 101-99 win over the Raptors, which was a surprise win because the Blazers really haven't been that good. Uh, they're eight and thirteen straight up, nine and twelve against the spread away from home. Just about everybody on the Blazers, however, injured. The list is too long for me to lead, read because we only have another, you know, sixteen hours of showtime. Couldn't possibly get through the list by then. Uh, they've come un- totals come under in eight of the last ten on the road. And the Timberwolves fourteen and twenty-two, fifteen, nineteen and two against the spread, uh, coming off a loss to the Grizzlies, five and eleven straight up, four eleven and one against the spread at home. Same thing I read last time. Carl Anthony Towns, Jake Lehman, they're not going to play. They haven't been playing for a while. No, no uh, uh, date they're going to come back. Total's gone under in eight of the last 11. Uh, no line here, but what do you anticipate, Duffman? Well, in reality, it looks like there is some possibility Carl Anthony Towns could wind up finally be returning. Um, I, I saw him listed on, on one of my reliable sources as a game-time decision, so mm. he, could, he could possibly be back, which means... There could be some line news th- throughout the day, not necessarily a result of, uh, you know, sharp action, somebody loving one side, but speculating maybe with, uh, you know, reasonable information as to whether or not he is going to play. And, of course, you're talking about a guy that averages 26.5 points per game, 11.7 rebounds, yeah. 4.4 assists. Uh, Portland, 
you know, long road trip. They did play uh, four Eastern Conference teams on this road trip. They're going to finish it up against the Timberwolves. Uh, you know, maybe something interesting to note. Uh, Andrew Wiggins matches up well against Portland. He's got more points against them than any other team. Also, uh, Jared Culver seems to be rising for the uh, Wolves, a rookie. Last five games, averaging 15.8 points per game. So, you know, this line, I guess they're going to wait and check all the morning reports on the injury for Towns especially. But, you know, if Towns does come back, obviously, uh, you know, Minnesota, I think uh, they might be, you know, the play. But it's, it's probably a game I'm going to stay away from, to say the least. Yeah, fair enough. All right, let's talk about a game no one's staying away for. Let's turn our attention to college football, the national championship game. Uh, number three, Clemson against number one, LSU. Uh, the Tigers, perfect 14-0. They did squeak by Ohio State, and I think a lot of people underestimating them for that, but that's just my opinion. Uh, that was 29-23 in the Fiesta Bowl. Uh, look, they're 25-0 straight up. They're 19-6 against the spread every time Trevor Lawrence starts. Uh, they're the top-ranked defense in college football. They've allowed the fewest points per game in the NCAA. And do, let's not forget, still one more college football game to go here. So, we're, you know, we're all happy. The LSU Tigers, 14-0, 9-3-2 the spread. They blew apart Oklahoma in the Peach Bowl. Of course, Joe Burrow, you know, a man that proved he can score seven touchdowns in one half, which is pretty damn impressive, if you ask me. I was certainly uh, duly impressed, uh, and it is noted. Uh, they're averaging 48.9 points per game, the most in the NCAA. Look, this is the best defense against the best offense, but I have to ask you, LSU five-point favorites, total 69 and a half. Are the media, the pundits, and the bookmakers underestimating Clemson and their desire to repeat? I do think so. Look, uh, they seem to be forgetting Clemson. They're the defending national champions, and they are undefeated. But, you know, forget about the media, which I like to do. In reality, this is pretty shocking. You know, I've said many times, we all know the public loves to bet favorites. That's not yeah. exactly a secret, but... That's what makes I've them said favorites. The notable exception, <laughs> yes, they, they definitely love to bet favorites. But the notable exception is when you have quality underdogs. In the postseason, in every single sport, all of a sudden they do like underdogs. So the fact that 74% of the bets, the, you know, the game's been up this lot, 74% of the bets are on LSU, 79% of the money is on them, that is very, very substantial, especially for a game, you know, that's not expected to be a, a mismatch. Because like I said, this is a situation where often the public likes the underdog. Uh, can't ignore it. We talked about it before. This is not a neutral game. LSU only traveling 73 miles. Yeah. Clemson 534. But of course, with the two weeks off, yeah, you could argue that the travel's not so much a situation there, but it would be a little bit more of a home field advantage for LSU. Uh, fading teams... Teams that are on a 29 or more game winning streak are actually only 7 and 12 against the spread. Now, my database does include Division One AA. If you limit it just to uh, D Division One, uh, it would be 5 and 9, they would be. And the, the thing is, it would it would apply to fading North Dakota State as well in the uh, Division One AA National Championship game, for those of you who like to bet it. Anyway, also, teams on at least a 25 game winning streak are a go against a 41 and 21. So that would say the bet on uh, LSU. We all know um, about how good these quarterbacks are. And that's, I'm going to play the over in the first quarter because in no small part, I don't see why there's any reason for either one of these teams to feel each other out. Mm. Uh, you know, normally to stop these teams, you'd want to keep them off of the field. But the strength of both of these teams is their spectacular offense. I know you mentioned Clemson's defense. It did help 
that they were going against, you know, a, a so-so ACC opponents this year. But both of these teams are loaded on offense. Two Heisman Trophy uh, winning quarterbacks. I think they're going to come out like so it's going to be like an Aaron Pryor fight. You're, you're old enough to remember Aaron Pryor. I think they're just going to run to the center of the ring, come out swinging. No reason for, for either team to fill the mount. No reason right. for the strategy to be let's, you know, control the clock. I think over the 16 and a half in the first quarter is going to be a great bet. You're going to see, I wouldn't be surprised if both teams score on their first, both teams get a touchdown on their first possession. They won't right. be conservative at all. All right, Joe Duffy, thank you so much. We'll take it there. It's going to be a brawl for the national championship game. You heard it. And take the over in the first quarter. All right, when we come back, his Model T's parked outside. That's right. Chip chicken dinner Chirimbus right after the break. Welcome back to the show. Picks and parlays. We're broadcasting live on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday. The best sports picks you're going to get anywhere for free. On the radio, on the web, on the interweb. If you put an antenna in your head, if you hold up, hold up a wire hanger. You're still not going to get better free picks than you're going to get on this show. I'm your host, Nick Geber. Find me on Twitter, at Nick Geber. Well, we've had a great show so far. We've had Craig Trapp with some college basketball. We've had Joe Duffy, a little NBA, in the national championship game. And now, let's mix it up a bit, shall we? Uh, let's bring in our good friend, Chip Chicken Dinner Chirimbus. Right now, I have to say, Chip, you are on an absolute heater right now, aren't you? Well, in the NBA, my top plays have gone 12-3, and three, and we have a big lead in our game tonight. So um, I'm looking forward to NBA each and every day, posting three plays a day. And in NCAA action, which we've also picked up the pace, it's anywhere from three to five plays on any single given day. And, uh, you know, we've been doing this a long time, Nick. I've won a number of contests out here. And uh, just a matter of time, we started off in a little rocky road, but we've really righted the ship lately, and we're really pounding them. Twelve winning days in the last 14. Twelve winning days in the last 14, Chipper. That's really right. good, my friend. Keep it up. And by the way, right now, if you want Chip's picks, you can get them because we've got a special. It's an annual pass. You can get all of this man's picks for one year. Now, I'm. Uh, we have a medical report. He's going to be around for at least the next year. Okay, so feel free. Nine ninety nine. All the chips. All the chips picks for the next year. And if you want to throw in a little insurance, just in case, maybe go with someone you know a few years younger. You can add Craig Trapp as well, or any other capper for just fourteen ninety nine. Sorry, Chip, I couldn't resist. Well, you know, you know, Nick, they say experience is the best teacher, and I guess I'm living proof of that. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I see that you didn't come into the studio today. Andrew tells me with some good authority that the Model T wasn't starting, so uh, and the horse wasn't oh, watered. Not so you not true. It's a Jaguar now, anyway. <laughs> oh, it is. <laughs> oh, you're riding a Jaguar, really? What sort of saddle do you use for that? But never well, mind. Well, you know, I have like one of those Fred Flintstone um, <laughs> fishing poles, where I'm just oh, hanging okay. the meat out in front. You know. Oh, I'm the glad carrot, to hear it. The carrot in front of the donkey, I guess, is what we're looking. For. <laughs> All right, Chip. Okay, uh, let's go <laughs> because we got uh, three games for you. Yep. Why don't we start uh, in the Pac-12, shall we? Because I love this one. Because it's the Washington Huskies against the Stanford Cardinals. Uh, the Huskies are 11-4, 8-7 against the spread. They're 7-3, having just beat Laurie Laughlin's very own USC, 72-40. to 
And the problem is, is when you stack your team like USC, though, with a bunch of kids that have never played the sport but pretended to so that their parents could bribe their way in, when you have to actually get on the, on the court and pay, it's <laughs> tough, isn't it? All right, uh, eight and two straight up, five and five against the spread at home. They're one and one in conference. Now, it's important to note the Huskies' loss in conference came at the hands of the mighty UCLA Bruins. Ah, oh, what oh, a surprise. Lordy. Okay, the total's gone under in their last five road games. Uh, this, why don't we ever do UCLA games on here, Chip? I know, because they always win. All right, Stanford We've got to do teams that are worthy that can reach the top 25. That's enough from I you, Turimbus. That's enough. <laughs> All right, the Cardinals, 12-2, and 10-4 against the spread. The Cardinals, but, the Cardinals. Now I'm wondering, is that a bird or a religious designation? This is a religious designation. There is no S. It's the Cardinal. Oh, the staff of Cardinal. Right. Well, there could be more right. than one Cardinal and maybe a bishop. It's, this is a Jesuit school, Nick. <laughs> I don't want to knock you over with anything here. Oh, a, Listen, it is, but you know what bothers me it's about It's not this a school game, of ornithologists? No, no, no. Oh, okay, all right. This is a school right. that's 12-2 right now. <laughs> right? And this season is only a two-and-a-half-point favorite at home, which I see kind of suspect, but there may be another way to go with this. Um, the home team in the series has won six out of the last seven, and the favorite has won five of the last seven. But um, in the last six games, Stanford has played at home. All six have gone under the total. And as a matter of fact, in their last 28 games next, they've gone 21, 6, and 1 under the total. And, you know, you look to see what Washington's doing. You look on the other side, and they're 36 and 16 to the under when they're playing teams with better winning records and 26 and 9 on the road in the same situation so they're playing against a team with a better record 12 and 2 stanford has they're 11 and 4 and they're 28 and 10 to the under in their last 38 games overall these trends on the total are just overwhelming and they're hard to overcome and i won't buck them i'd say the safest play the best play between stanford and washington is these these just play under the total particularly against each other and in this in this situation against two really good teams and rivals yeah, well, it should be a really good game. I mean, 11 and 4 record and a 12 and 2 record, both, you know, yep. in conference play, a lot on the line. Uh, of course, they're and all looking to knock UCLA off their pedestal. Well, I think they've been knocked off quite a while now. And uh, they're just scra they're scraping and scrambling to get up the side of this pedestal. And it's like a huge Greek column that's been greased. They're just not going to get there, Nick. You know, Turimbus, do you want me to keep promoting you on this show or not? <laughs> I enjoy it. I really do. I'm having a lot of fun today. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> Next up, uh, the Minnesota Golden Gophers. By the way, if yeah. you're a gopher, the last thing you want to do is to be cast in gold because it means you've been taxidermied somewhere and covered in, I don't know, gold leaf. But never mind. They're 8-6, and 9-4-1 and one against the spread. 7-3 and three of the last 10 coming off a 77-68 conference win over Northwestern. They're 0-4 straight up, 2-1-1 one one against the spread on the road. 2-2 two two in conference. Sam Freeman's out for this game. The total's gone over in four of the last five for the Golden Gophers. And it is plural, okay? It is plural. Yes, it is. And the Michigan State Spartans, plural, 12-3, 7-8 against the spread. 9-1 in the last 10, though, beating Michigan 87-69, the big rivalry, of course. But that was a bit of a whooping. To, they opened a can of whoop bottom to be nice about it. Uh, and they're 12 and 3 straight up, 6 and 2 against the spread at home. A perfect 4 0 in conference in the Big Ten. Total has gone over in four of the last five. And they are uh, pretty much whopping home favorites here at uh, 12 point home favorites, Chipper, with a total of 146. Uh, is there any angle here that we're not seeing? 
Yeah, well, maybe the um, you know this Michigan State is probably the best team in the Big Ten, and they're proving it right now. And, um, you know, a lot of these teams they take, a, especially with great coaching like, like they have, it takes them a few a few games. And this is why they go to Hawaii and why they go all over the place to iron out the kinks before conference play. They beat Minnesota and covered the last three times they played them in five out of the last six meetings. You know, the total on this one is at 143, what I thought was kind of high because Michigan State's defense only allows 64 points per game, Nick, and Minnesota is not that far behind, only allowing 66 points. Minnesota's a very interesting team. They were four and five at one time. Nick, they've won four of their last five. Excuse me, they were five and they've won four of their last five and the only time they lost is they went overtime against Purdue they ended up losing that game by 10 points as an eight-point dog a lot of people feel like that was a really bad beat they are six and one against the points after a loss this Minnesota team just seems to, to gurney up and play defense uh, but this Michigan State team averages almost 82 points a game which uh, Minnesota doesn't come close to they're at 74 and it, it just it just looks like to me like this is supposed to stay under the total with these two teams because Michigan State's gone under 19 of the last 26 against teams with winning record. Minnesota is nine and f um, eight and six and nine, four and one against the points. And Minnesota as well, when playing the better teams, is 22 and seven against the point and uh, under 22 and seven and 19 and seven under on the road. These teams, Nick, it just seems that when these better teams with winning records get to play each other and it comes into conference play, they really play to the under more often than go playing over. Here we have a good 75% yeah. or 76% over a, a tested period of time. So my question for you, Chipper, on that is... Um, yes. Why is that? I mean, is it because, first of all, you've got two good teams playing and they're not going to give up a, you know, a boatload of baskets because they can actually play some defense? Or is it that it's a little cagier affair and they're a little bit more wary of their well, opponents, so they're not going to play quite as open basketball? Well, the competition is better, without question. And they're not getting the games against um, Chaminade and Virginia Commonwealth, or who isn't all that bad. But, yeah. um, you know, the Division II schools where they build their stats, and a team will go out and they'll score 110 points. But um, these teams, when they come to conference play and they're playing against better teams, I think the coaching is much more conservative. I think they're looking to grab the rebound, look, you know, it's like ball side middle instead of trying to um, throw the ball all the way down court. And I, I do think, Nick, like you said, there probably is a little more conservative play with the better teams when they get in against each other, particularly when we can see tournament in a conference tournament. Right, sure. Then these totals like dra um, drop dramatically. Well, right, of course, because the last thing you want to do is to drop games in conference, uh, you know, to teams right. that you hope to be on top of, right? So, oh, look, let's move along. We're running out of time. Uh, let's do the uh, end, some NBA, shall we? And on this one, you're taking the under, by the way, the under, just to be clear. Yes, I am, without Michigan. question. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that, uh, let's, that's without question. All right, so let's do the next one. We're going to uh, talk a little NBA action, the Houston Rockets, uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder chipper. Uh, the Rockets, 24 and 11. They're 18 and 7 uh, against the spread. Uh, they are on a two-game winning streak, uh, beating, um, well, their last game, I, I don't actually see who they're beating here, but they beat somebody. Oh, yeah, the, the 76ers, uh, 118 to 108. How about that? And, of course, Oklahoma City Thunder are uh, 12 and 16, uh, 25 and 12 against the spread. And the Thunder are um, won their last game against the Nets, 111-103. Although, quite frankly, they had that big uh, five-game winning streak. Then they lost to uh, they lost to the Sixers. They got them back tra tracked back with the Nets. 
How do you see this one? I don't see a line on this yet. Maybe there isn't one. Yeah, but, there, uh, I, there hasn't been a line, but, you know, it doesn't mean there isn't a storyline with the game, yeah. Nick. I mean, you mentioned here's Oklahoma City, 25 and 12 on the year and 12 and 6 at home. Those are outrageous point spread numbers because yeah. the number is looking to make these two teams play even or so, so to speak. It's supposed to even the, the count. And yet they are dominating, obviously underrated by probably the public as well as the bookmakers. Uh, Oklahoma City's covered the last three meetings against Houston and covered five of the last six. Um, they're averaging 108 points a game. Houston, the NBA leader in points scored, averaging um, almost 120, 119.4. Yeah. And James Harden, of course, triple-double whenever he wants, and they they put up points whenever they can. You know, it seems like every time we've talked about Houston on the show, um, Nick, even though there isn't a line on this game, uh, we've talked about being a fool not to play the game over. I mean, we had an Atlanta-Houston matchup, I think, last week, and it went over by, like, 30 points. And the the Houston Rockets don't play defense unless they really have to. And uh, I don't know if they really want to. There, there's some big firepower in Oklahoma City with um, Paul George. I mean, Paul George is in uh, Chris Paul, is who I meant to say. But um, seven of the last 10 meetings between these two have gone under the total. And um, Oklahoma City's just been playing really, really well straight up overall. We don't have a point spread on this, but they're 9-1 and one against yeah. the points in their and last And that goes 10. to what we were saying, actually, at the last exactly the last game it was college basketball we were saying the same thing with two good teams uh playing each other you know they, it's it's not going to be quite as open uh, as right. one might think chip charimbus always a pleasure my friend by the way you can sign up and get chips picks now now the good news is chips moved into the modern era he no longer sends you his picks by a carrier <laughs> pigeon you will get them at picksandparlays.net sign up right now this man right here he is our resident expert chip charimbus chip always a pleasure by the way um question for you before i let sure. you go uh-oh before i let you go why don't you tell our listeners and viewers what your specialties are okay because i mean some people uh you know hockey uh, do you mean different. sexually or do you mean in the sports genre well, i know you have a degree in sexual uh, human sexuality and I quite do. frankly i shudder to even think of what happened back in the neanderthal era but well, the um, field work was great, Nick. I can tell you that much about it. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> in terms of sports, you've got uh, 20 seconds. Uh, what do you excel at? I, I, I'm, I probably excel at singling out the single strongest play of the day, like been, what's been happening in the NBA. I'm known for as the big game player because I recognize that one game that has an anomaly to it or is a little bit different from everything else. And that's what I've been doing. We've hit now six of the last seven in college as well. And tonight we're romping it in the NBA, so most likely we're going to be 13 and three in the last 16 days. So um, it's just, I, it's been something I've been able to do in every sport. Great, Chip Charimbus, you got him. Go get him now. Pick some parlays. I'll be right back after this to wrap it up. Hey, welcome back to Picks and Parlays. Look, I hope you're having fun with us on this show because we have a lot of fun doing this show. I mean, look, you can watch some boring, dry recitation of uh, point spreads and numbers and against the spread this and against the spread that. But we like to bring on the best handicappers and have a lot of fun with them and keep you engaged. And you're going to get the best free picks anywhere right here at picksandparlays.net. By the way, if you've missed any of the picks we've had today, uh, this show will repeat immediately afterwards on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter, and the podcast available at the Believe Podcast Network. But if you missed any during the show and you're jonesing for them right now, I'll recap all of our top picks for you right now. We started off with Craig Trapp. And Craig had a little college basketball at Memphis at Wichita State. He said, take Memphis plus four. 
Purdue at Michigan, take Purdue plus five. Arizona at Oregon, take Oregon minus three. Uh, then we had Joe the Duffman Duffy, some NBA picks and a college football championship pick. Cavs at Pistons, take the Pistons minus seven. And then his college football championship pick, LSU Clemson. He said, take the over in the first quarter, over 16 and a half. Wow, that's going to be a great game if that happens, and I'm sure it will because Joe said it so. Okay, Chip Cherimbus' college basketball picks. Minnesota at Michigan, take the under for 143.5. And Washington at Stanford, take Washington plus two and a half. Those are your picks. And I hope you wrote them down. We'll be back with you tomorrow, same time, same place, same channel. In the meantime, go to picksandparlays.net. Until tomorrow, see you then. And remember, bet, win, repeat. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.